0: okay um i just thought i'd jump on it's uh the weekend and um thought i'd do a little silver and gold impromptu which they might as well all be impromptu considering how (laughs) shitty and disorganized it is you have to be a true uh hardcore fan to stick with something that's this big of a mess i guess but i just like to freewheel it i guess uh you know my my idea of preparation lately has been just uh getting the movies up on imdb so i can remember what some of them actually even are um i had some leftover from the last show which i did i think eh, maybe this hadn't even been a week yet but um i just got done riding my stationary bike uh, watching some videos on youtube i've been watching um some stuff on youtube um found some really good channels that talk about like anime series and movies and also just interesting you know criminal uh true crime things and stuff like that uh that are done really well and that you know are compelling and especially with the with the anime stuff the one guy um i really like he because i mean he talks about movies he has a few like two or three videos about wrestling but he does it in such a way that even if you weren't a fan of any of this stuff um, he makes it compelling enough that it actually makes you want to check some of this stuff out so hang on a second i want to find the one dude one thing uh, he was talking about was the movie play the plague dogs uh, and ugh, the thing about that one was the video that I watched, he had like 10 or five or 10 of the most disturbing, I think, um, anime, um, maybe I don't know if it was just anime. I think it was just anime movies and, um, one of them, and, and when he said disturbing, he he was explaining, you know, just stuff that just really kind of, once you watch it, it's uh, one of those things that kind of just sticks with you uh, because it, it uh, messes you up in the head a little bit. And the one that he talked about was the plague dogs. And, you know, I love animals anyway. And um, just watching... honest to god i mean i I just it it, i mean i'm just driving down the road or just going to the store or just sitting here or something and if i think about you know a few of the subjects well a few of the scenes that are in that um animated cartoon it just i mean it just tears the life out of you and one of the main reasons is is because the stuff is actually going on Uh, and for um, it's like when you watch a documentary about like factory farming or something like that um, you put it out of your head and you know it's not something that you Uh, most people dwell on or think about or whatever and then if you watch a documentary about these uh, factory farm chickens cows uh, pigs uh, all these different animals or you watch something about the, the fur trade and, or, you know, the dog dog meat uh, places over in, like, China and other places like that, uh, Korea. Um, I'm the kind of person that's very empathetic and very empathetic towards animals. And, um, you know, just watching that stuff, it, it, it really – and maybe it should because we excuse so much stuff – just because, well, you don't, you know, all oh, you don't think about, well, you're wearing a leather belt or you're wearing those shoes or your car has leather seats or, you know, and people will come up with all these different things. But I don't know, like uh, taking animal, I mean, these animals obviously feel pain and um, they have fear and emotion and um You know, to me, uh, if you're around animals enough and you see how they interact with each other or even if they're, you know, a a family pet or something like that, um, you know, for in my opinion, they experience and show love and uh, and they know what that is and uh, comfort and everything. And um, when they show these animals in um, laboratory experiments that again like people say all the time well you know uh they have to use these animals uh to see if um if these hair care products or soap or you know all this stuff is is harmful to human beings or if they can cause cancer or and the stuff that they do is just so horrible and inhuman and to me you know i'm not a religious person but i sometimes like to use the term satanic because it's just evil um you can justify just about anything you want to if you want to um and i don't know i mean it just rips your rips your heart out and rips your guts out to i mean even with eating animals um uh I'm trying to think of the movie uh, Temple Grandin about the the girl, or, and then later woman. Um, you know, she has autism, and um, she grew up on a farm, and she comes up with these um, unique and more quote unquote humane ways of um, cows as uh, being in the slaughterhouse to where to keep them calm the entire time instead of scaring them and not being uh and not being brutal and mean and uh you know you see some of these farms where the the guys the you know they'll kick the the cows and those. and that's another thing even with like hunting and uh whether it's a slaughterhouse or anything like that you have to have something a little bit wrong with you when you will some of these people that Whether even if it's a a dead animal, to go over and abuse the dead animal's um, uh, dead corpse, you know, like kicking it and 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 just doing all kinds of things, just because well it's just dead, and or if you know they're going to kill them, you know, uh, just being brutal and uh, uh, horrible to these animals because uh, they're so desensitized. Some of them, I think, you know, because not everybody is like that, but some of these guys that work there are just ignorant, and and then some of them are just sadistic and sadist, and, you know, they, ha- they I don't know, maybe just working there for so long uh, can turn you, desensitize you so much that you just become, I want to say inhuman, but, you know, these are the kind of things that only humans do, so... Uh, Maybe it's just the dark side of humanity. I mean, uh, uh, somebody that can, uh, you know, uh, animals that can not only create, uh, you know, atomic fusion, but then use it as a weapon and drop it on people and kill and burn and, you know, uh, cause all kinds of disease and everything or the the concept of like napalm and things like that or uh, landmines or you know uh, uh waterboarding and uh you know uh torture in in any form but um yeah plague dogs i don't know about other people it's just like i said i think one of the reasons it's disturbing I don't know. I'd like to hear how some other people, if they watch it, how they they feel about the movie. It's but it's it's not just that. But there are parts of it that just uh, you know just rip rip your heart out, rip my heart out, and just make you feel. Um, I don't know. It just it, it's just hard to accept and hard to you know for, for me like I, like I said like even just right at this very minute there are animals that are just in in cages I, I even think that way about animal shelters and like you know the dog pound and things like that that right at this very moment uh there's these poor you know uh dogs and cats and stuff that are you know sitting in in uh, cages in a in a and i and i you know the humane society and things like that and people that adopt animals i've adopted lots of dogs and cats and uh but you know you go there and um you know the place is so loud and so noisy that they can't sleep they they're you know the the people that work there try and give them some compassion and some a little bit of companionship and things like that um, but it's just you think if you know if somebody if you put yourself in that place where you're in this place and every day they come in and they drop uh, you know stuff that feels like acid in your eyes, or or they inject you with something that just makes you so sick. You know, how you feel when you have the flu so bad that, or like, when? Oh, excuse me, my uh, mic just tipped over for some reason, this thing on the clamp. Oh, maybe I need to turn this thing here. Okay, so anyway. But, you know, like when my back was out and I was in so much pain and and couldn't sleep and how bad it was, and you think that somebody's deliberately doing that to another. And like I said, I'm just the kind of person, put yourself in in that place. Uh, You know, I just saw the other day, and again, you know, I just go down a rabbit hole and go off on different topics, but I can't remember if it was in Columbus, Ohio, or where it was. They just busted this place, and there were like 31 missing children. And they uh, went in and saved them because they had been like kidnapped. Uh, Thirty-one, and here's these little kids that have just been, you know, uh, probably systematically over a period of time uh, swept up and taken from, you know, a schoolyard or a, or wherever walking home or who knows how or you know uh, and some kind. Of, like I said, I'm watching these um, uh, predator capture things on YouTube and. And, you know, that can very well, some of the some of the ones that they have on there, it'll be like a a man and a woman and they'll be talking to a girl on one of these dating websites or a gaming website or something like that and say, you know, get them talking about sex and and then say, well, you know, why don't you meet us here and this and that. And a lot of the ones where they have uh, it's a man and a woman, they use the woman to make the uh, the person which, you know, on the on the YouTube pages, there are decoys, so it's like a 30-year-old you know, year old woman or a 20-, 30-year-old person acting like a little kid or a teenager or something, but they'll use the woman to make the girl feel more comfortable and then say, well, you know, if you can sneak out or, you know, if you're staying with your sister or something like that, you know, why, why don't you meet us? We'll have a good time, you know. Uh, we, we've got some... Uh, uh, stuff to drink and we can listen to some music and watch movies and just hang out and just chill and all this and that. And a lot of the ones where it's a man and a woman, the the people suspect that it could possibly be, uh, you know, like white slavery or, um, you know, something like that. Um, and they've busted several of them and confronted them. And uh, the, it's just some of them are weird. Some of them I think are just like uh, – freaking weird you know, I shouldn't say weird swingers because as long as they're they're doing it with adults I don't really give a fuck what they do that's their thing that's their kick or whatever but if they're doing it with a child that's the main thing and this woman's like well you know I'm so you know I just came here to or I, I was just wanting to get fucked you know and uh, it's just like but that's fine there's people that are 18 to 70, you know, who knows online that are all legal, but you're, you're specifically seeking out or, or talking to, uh, children that are not mature enough to make any kind of decision like that. And you could, if it is just you wanting to have sex, even if you went through with it, you know, say this person is supposed to be like 12 years old or even, you know, 13 or 14 or whatever, uh, they're not, uh, equipped emotionally mentally and emotionally for what you're going to bring down on them. And they see a lot of stuff on the internet with porn and, you know, movie stars and things like that, doing all this stuff, but you could ruin them for life. you 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 definitely could just screw them up. Um, because, you know, and then like I said, if it ends up being a dangerous situation, they go up there and somebody gives them something, put something in their drink. And the next thing you know, they're in Detroit in some fucking, uh, crack house, uh, being used every day and given heroin and stuff to get them hooked and then pimped out. And, you know, it's just disgusting. But um, anyway, like I said, i go down a rabbit hole with that stuff all the time now. But uh, again, that's just another thing where, say when you were a little kid and you're riding your bike uh to your friend's house or you go to the mall with your friends or something like that and yeah and in two seconds yeah uh maybe you even see like if okay i'm a guy i'm a heterosexual guy or whatever and i'm I'm uh, 13, 14 years old. The The hormones are raging and some good looking girl comes up to me and says, hey, man, you know, how you doing? Walks around with you, starts talking to you, basically, you know, uh, kind of coming on to you and things like that. And she says, well, why don't you come over to my house, blah, 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 blah. And you go and uh, next thing you know, you wake up and you're, you know, who knows what's being done to you. Um, and you're like almost like a horror movie where you don't know if you're going to see your parents anymore and in two seconds you've made this uh, a poor decision which a lot of young people do make and even on the internet you know you, you see with the um um for sale or whatever and uh these uh, this old couple had a wanted to buy a old mustang or were selling an old mustang or something and they go and the guy murders them you know so you really have to be careful um there were several times where i actually thought about uh or was sell- at this hardy's or mcdonald's parking lot or mall parking lot or something and you know most of the uh, the, and you know they definitely you know don't go alone go with somebody else uh you know most of my friends if i do something like that i you know i take my gun with me and uh you know uh just in case you know you never know what's going to happen and uh i don't know that's another thing i saw a thing uh, uh the other day on a youtube page which was uh about this guy who was a stalker and um i sort of had it wasn't as that bad uh similar situation but it never went as far as what this happened where a girl uh was online say she was on facebook or something like that she got contacted by a guy that she went to high school with and you know, he's like, "Hey, how you doing? Oh, I haven't seen you forever. Oh my God, how are you? You know, uh, are you married now? Blah 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 blah, and everything." And she starts talking to the guy because she knew him. Say, say, uh, she's. Uh, and um, well, I say only, but. Um, And they started talking and they were talking, you know, quite a bit, you know, hey, how are you every day? You know, what's going on? You know, kind of being friends and everything. And this guy ended up he either, you know, I don't know if he had become mentally imbalanced after they graduated from school or maybe he was the entire time and she didn't know it or maybe it progressed or whatever. This guy became this fucking weird stalker. And I mean, it got to the point where he was like, if you don't contact me, I'm going to fucking, you know, get you. I'll kill your family and I'll do all this. And and then, you know, she gets a restraining order and he was still con- finding ways to contact her. He'd show up at her work, uh, do all this stuff, leave messages, leave leave things uh, like on her front uh, steps to let her know that he had been there and all different kinds of stuff like that. So, you know, you really have to watch. um uh, and I've, I've told myself, you know, I talked to that I went to like maybe grade school or junior high or high school or who knows, you know, uh, and you talk to him on Facebook. And I'm like, you know, I, I, I remember all the times we had when we were young, but, you know, I don't even really know this person now for all I know, they could have been in prison, they could be on meth, they could be mentally disturbed, they could be dangerous. Uh, you know, you, you just never know. And, and, and that, that's not just with people that um, you, you had known in the past, but even just people that, you know, say on Gentleman's Guide or any of, not just Gentleman's Guide, I'm just using that because I'm on there a lot, um, but, uh, whether it's and Gold, Gentleman's Guide, all these different groups and everything, even just, just sports groups or news groups, uh, things like that, uh, that y- you start talking to somebody and you kind of become friends with them. That was one of the weird things about Horror Hound. Uh, we had, you know, such a, uh, like a tight knit community online where we talked every day and people would chime in and you got to know some of the people uh, and how they were and this and that but then when we went all went uh, several times there were uh, horror hound things in Cincinnati or in Indianapolis or wherever and we would all a whole bunch of us would plan and we'd all get together well then you know you Meet some of the people that you talk to and you get along with every day, and this and that. But when you're meeting someone in person, now there were a lots of you know for the for the major greater majority of the people, uh, it was funny because we would all say how we just all kind of just we had never even met each other, but we just kind of after about the first few minutes of it being a little bit. Um, kind of uh, uh just kind of not weird but you know just a little uneasy you just take off right where you are online except you know you're actually there and you know everybody's pretty cool but there are there were some people that you know you just kind of like okay it's just like anything else where maybe you don't click or they're a little bit odd or in you know it just uh, Like I said, just kind of don't work. Uh, And then there were some, you know, there's some people that, you know, they when you're after you meet them and, you know, it's just like any other group of people, whether it's people you work with or anything else and you meet and, you know, you're yeah, there's some that you really hit it off with and you kind of gravitate to because you have a lot in common or you're more, you know, that kind of person. And then there's some that are just kind of like, eh. and then there's some where you're like, Jesus, you know, I don't know. <laughs> this person is a little, uh, you know, out there or whatever, or they rub you the wrong way or, you know, who knows. Um, But like I said, it's just it's it's a dangerous world out there and you're you have so much of an ability to meet people, which it's a great thing, but it could be a a dangerous thing or it could just be an irritating thing. You know, you go it's not all just, you know, great or this guy's going to slash your throat and whatever, you know, you could just be setting yourself up for. Uh, making a new friend that just fuck you're like oh god this person's you know getting on my nerves or whatever. Um, but again, let me see the one the one uh, I like to just give. a, am talking about some of these you know uh, YouTube um, uh, channels and stuff. Uh, some of them that I was just going to give a shout out to. I don't have any any connection to them at all. I just started listening to them. The one is uh, Super Eye Patch Wolf. Uh, I really like his stuff because I'm not that familiar with uh, anime and that kind of uh, stuff other than like Ghost in the Shell and Akira and uh, a few of the, the, the bigger ones that were really famous. Um, but I'm starting to get more into it a lot of the times just because of his videos, which get, uh, where he talks about certain ones. He has like lists, list, you know, uh, one's cyberpunk ones that are really good or this one or that one, top five, top 10 and everything. And then gives you a little bit of an idea what they're about or why this one is more special, uh, why this one really st- stuck with me. This one isn't as great. As say uh, Ghost in the Shell But if you like that you'll like this That you may have never heard of So he's kind of getting me on the on track with that uh, And he does really good videos um, There was one um, I think it's this uh, Frederick uh, Nudson. It's uh, Frederick with a K And then K-N-U-D-S-E-N And and uh, it's uh, down the rabbit hole and he'll take a subject and just kind of just pick a subject. Uh, he was talking about some true crime stuff and some uh, like video game things and things like that. But then uh, one thing uh, it was uh, the video was called the hurty-gurty. And, you know, I know the Donovan song, you know, hurty-gurty, hurty-gurty, you know, hurt the hurty-gurty man. Uh, hurdy-gurdy man which they actually played in uh, the movie Zodiac Um, but he actually plays that instrument and I never knew what it was or what it looked like I just knew the Donovan song so he was showing that instrument and uh, you know how it's made up and how it plays and and different things like that which was interesting it what that was one of the things that I learned something but I I wasn't as interested in it because I just kind of you know it's not my thing but I was kind of kind of cool that i saw it because now i know what that instrument is and they used it like uh the, the the tv series black sails about the pirates that i watched uh the actual music that they use as the theme song for that is a hurdy-gurdy um again uh super Patch wolf he has a really good video and 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 both of these guys the uh frederick uh nunson and super eyepatch wolf uh their videos are they're not super long they're not like uh you know hour two hours or anything like that but they're you know 20 minutes to a half an hour long so it's something that they can kind of educate you and you can you can uh uh even just as you're doing something else just listen to the stuff and it's it's good you could almost listen to it as a podcast um the one i watched from super Eye Patch wolf i was just looking here was uh uh, why you should watch uh Berserk the uh anime and read the uh manga um um i'm i have uh actually on my i think on my iPad i got like a big uh, a, a a big uh, collection of Berserk and i've read some of it and it's really good i watched on um, I think Netflix uh, the first um, anime where they introduce the character and he's meeting people um, some of the stuff that he has on there will be spoilery and he'll actually tell you you know it's this is could be a spoiler here and then some of it will go into different characters Uh, Which if you're watching or reading along, those characters may not have even been introduced yet. So I don't know how much somebody would want to watch because for me, it didn't bother me because it wasn't telling, uh, you know, actually things that happened and spoiling things as it is just, okay, this is this character and he is... um, there's a lot of depth to the different characters. This one because of this, and but he's this way, but he's also this way. They're not just like one-dimensional uh, or two-dimensional. Or um, let's see, I found a guy online, uh, and uh, his channel is called Reeducation, and um, I'm leery about some things because you don't know you know you kind of want to know who's putting something out and usually if you watch enough of their videos and sometimes just right off the bat if you watch one of them you know what their agenda is um, but there are some I think that it's almost like whether it's a a, a troll or something like that where um, say you find out that uh, later on you're watching these videos and you're like, oh, you know, OK, this guy, man, he's he's sort of making sense. Uh, if you're a good propagandist uh, or a good intelligence agency or something like that, uh, they're they will mix. uh truths in with bullshit so you're sitting there hearing uh these truths and then they'll throw in a little bullshit and then you're like i kind of like and plus if the person has charisma and things like that and that's not that's on both sides Uh, i'm not trying to do the false equivalence of both sides i think both sides probably do do it but when you know that's one thing when i see um uh one certain uh I don't even call them a news channel. They, I guess, they do have some that are some parts that are news, but it's a lot of opinion. Um, but all the women on there are hot blondes, you know. Uh, and then you watch the other side, and uh, you know the so the women on there are like egghead. I shouldn't say egghead, but I'm just saying you know whether it's a guy or a girl, like a, a you know super intelligent, like the the. It would be like if you have the you know the Pam, Pamela Anderson reading the news, and on the other side you have uh, uh, Kate Blanchett reading the news, or you know I'm not I'm not talking now about Kate Blanchett and how she looks, but or or the other person uh, looks like uh, um, oh um, I'm trying to think of somebody, but anyway you know what i'm trying to say it's not the, the other person obviously is not going for that standard bombshell you know hot chick because i remember when fox first came on the air and uh you know watching it and my friends and i who were much younger at that time would be like oh man look at that chick boy she's hot oh that news chick is hot that and that was before they really got into just becoming nothing but a shill for you know a certain uh political uh viewpoint um but anyway i found this guy uh, re-education and one thing about him is he he actually admits he is a uh anna anarcho-communist and it's almost like uh when you hear um Bernie Sanders, and he says, I'm a democratic socialist. And the only thing people hear is socialist. Uh, or, and then they think of all the different countries the uh, or they'll go immediately to national socialism which was the nazi party and say oh he's horrible but you're it's not the same thing and this guy is an anarcho-communist and you hear communism you think joseph stalin and and the cold war and everything and it's not the same thing and not with the same um you know uh perversions and everything that brought it to what it eventually became uh but this guy's pretty good and he was talking just about you know the difference between nazis and fascists uh the difference be- uh he actually had been a uh i guess a neo-nazi which he says he has a problem with, the you know, people saying neo-Nazi. He goes, you know, if you believe, you know, that all, uh, you know, Jews should be uh, exterminated and that they're the problem with the blah, 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 and all this and that, uh, which, you know, the, the basic uh, things that the Nazis of, uh, you know, under Hitler in Germany, uh, believed in then you're a nazi and even if it's today you're still you're a nazi but he turned his life around he's more towards um uh fixing uh what's wrong with uh, our system of government i think he's canadian i actually thought he was american but he's canadian and uh, he was talking about that, and he said, you know, if we stick with capitalism as it is, uh, it's just going to go back to the same thing every time, which is kind of, you know, basically rich get richer, poor get poorer. Uh, they might equal it out to a certain point, but they uh, uh, to uh, to a certain extent, but it'll always be, you know, the money flowing upwards and the people at the top trying to manipulate it so they get more and more of the pie, giving less and less. Uh, the 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 uh, the 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 final conclusion of that to its furthest point is slavery and like the kings and the and the rich people on top and just having nothing but you know basically slavery uh, and you had slavery and then you had uh, back in the days when like my family you know fucking was working in the coal mines making absolutely nothing under horrible conditions dangerous conditions plus. Uh, being paid in company script, having to be, you know, spend that money at the company store and they ran your life and everything, uh, you know, and then sharecroppers and things like that. Uh, Then it gets up to a certain point uh, where the distribution of wealth is so great or, uh, you know, the, the, the the polar, the two poles of wealth are so far apart uh, that things go to shit. And then, uh, you know, um, Roosevelt there's a the great depression roosevelt comes in and he says okay we need to it is a, a that's one thing i always think is funny is that the uh when the you know the rich say "Oh, this you're you're you know it's a redistribution of wealth you're trying to you know take our money and give it to the poor or something like that but it's like well yeah but you you, you uh, uh rave about that being a redistribution of the, of wealth but you don't give a fuck as long as the wealth is all redistributed up to you and nobody else was left with anything but this guy's pretty good i've, I've watched about four or five of his videos and he talks about some of the uh, you know some of the the uh, right wing uh commentators and not only that but um some of the uh, um pseudo-intellectual you know, uh, right wing people that are that are out there, uh, kind of spreading that word. Uh, you know, whether it's fascism or uh, of white supremacy and things like that. Like I said, he was a he was a fucking uh, neo Nazi or in you know white supremacist groups, and then you know switched over and everything. But again, right off the bat with that, I just you know I, I was watching. and I was like, okay, this guy's making sense and everything. But I I I definitely want to know and make sure. Of where it's coming from that this isn't some guy who is all you know whether it's um, you know some of the goofball like i said goof uh um pseudo intellectual people you know whether it's dave rubin or uh whoever that are being propped up by these you know uh, prager university or the Koch brothers or things like that and they're 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 trying to get you know uh, uh, people's attention, uh, of a certain kind that have a certain viewpoint plus spreading their viewpoint and and getting new people that this guy isn't the same thing, but it's from some, you know, left wing thing that's coming straight out of fucking Moscow or something, you know, so I did, you know, definitely want to, you know, you keep your, keep your eyes and ears open to anybody you're talking to. I I remember my sister, uh, who is, um, is, uh, you know, pretty, uh, uh, Progressive and, uh, you know, uh, but, you know, uh, but she came home one day and she was talking about some certain viewpoints uh, and uh, started telling me about a book that they were reading for their book club. And I said, you know, well, well, what do you think of this book? And she was telling me and because I'm a little bit, you know, more into, uh, you know, uh, politics and reading and hearing all this different stuff uh some of the stuff that she was saying and parroting that one of her friends was dropping on her that you know it was kind of one of those things well yeah because i've had people tell me that tell me things and i'm like well yeah that kind of makes sense and everything but then when then when a friend of mine who knows what's what's what the score is comes back and says wait a minute that's this and i'm like oh shit well it was sort of the same thing because i was like okay wait a minute you're Some of the stuff you're saying right now, uh, you're a liberal progressive and somebody's feeding you some shit because this is, you know, coming straight from, uh, you know, uh, 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 the Ayn Rand Atlas Shrugged. Uh, which, you know, which is like the, the backbone of, you know, Ronald Reagan and, uh, um, Ted Cruz and all these guys, you know, uh, well, what the fuck's, I can't remember what the other assholes name is, but I mean, they're, 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 that's their, their playbook, uh, you know, which is, you know, uh, and I'm not going to get into all that, but I'm just saying, that she, you know, somebody that she knew uh, came up to her and said, Man, you got to check this out, you know. And then they were reading like Atlas Shrugged and, and, or, you know, it was Fountainhead. And she was, you know, I said, Well, what do you think? Well, you know, this says, Well, you know, if, uh, if these fucking uh, people would have just got out of the way, this guy was a genius and he would have, he could have done all this stuff, but they got in his way and everything. And I was like, Yeah, that's the same fucking guy that, you know, uh, that was running the fucking uh, the coal mines and the railroads and, uh, and all this other stuff. Uh, Back in the day, that uh, when when they're saying uh, if they would the government would have just fucking got out of his way, yeah, he could have done all these wonderful things while uh, having unsafe working conditions and and paying people you know they they consider that getting in the in the way of genius and and putting these people that are supposed the, these supposed geniuses up on a on a pedestal that they're almost like godlike and they're the only ones that can save us if if these fucking stupid politicians would just get the fuck out of the way. But again, that's, you know, unregulated uh, capitalism just leads you to, you know, fucking shit. Uh, Basically, like I said, slavery and people getting their hands and child uh, and fingers cut off and child labor laws and all this stuff. So it's it's a it's a you have to have that middle ground because in, you know, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And blah, 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 blah. So (laughs) I was going to talk about movies and shit. I'm sitting on here fucking talking about this shit um let's see super eye patch wolf like I said I, he's really good I'm just scrolling down through here some of the stuff I've been watching um near 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 um the down the rabbit hole guy the Frederick uh couldn't or it's either Knudsen or nudson um some of the things that I found that he was doing some of the videos like I said that are about you know 20 to you know 40 minutes or whatever. Um, were, he was talking about um, some internet personalities people that had become famous on like YouTube or on uh, you know, I don't know, some of these other platforms, uh, they had became famous and what happened to them and how some of them kind of went down a dark path or why their popularity fell off and how they kind of became undone or became uh, uh, you know, so big that uh, they there were some people that became almost obsessed where they were recording themselves like constantly and didn't have any friends, didn't have any family, uh, weren't talking to their family or anything, but they're recording all these YouTube videos and putting them out and acting more and more crazy just to get more views and and uh, just uh, what happened to them. Another one he did that I thought was really, that was interesting, you know, about a 44 minute video about furries and I've said on the podcast and at other places before, I, th- I think it would be, you know, funny to go, when we go to like Horror Hound and things like that, go to a convention. And I always love seeing people, you know, dressed up in costumes and cosplay and things like that. Walking around uh, and putting a lot, of, a lot into some of the horror, you know, the worst costumes were the best because... They weren't, uh, you know, already made and, you know, somebody just kind of and some of them are funny as hell. Some of them, they had like hot chicks walking around dressed like, you know, uh, a fucking uh, uh, predator or whatever. Um, But this guy was talking about it's almost like a kind of a history of the furry movement, furries. And I always said that I thought, you know, some of our people from like Hound and stuff should go. Uh, one of these days to a furry convention and just stay in the hotel where they're having it and go to some of the events because not everybody dresses up like a furry but the one thing he was talking about in there is um how it started why it started and everything uh a lot of it came from anime uh and from uh comics and things like that but then how it uh, got to a certain point, how it built up the people that started having the conventions where maybe 10 people would show up or 20 or 60. And then it got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, one of the biggest ones that they have in the United States actually happens in Pittsburgh, which is only about an hour and a half from here every year. Well, except, you know, maybe with COVID. But you know I guess if you have a furry fucking uh, costume on you're, and your whole complete your entire head is covered. But um, another thing that they talked about, and I thought this was really interesting, was how some people were taking it to another level and they were going to the conventions just to get drunk and party and to screw and have like orgies and things like that. And there are furry purists that are so against that. and. The, the guys that were at the beginning were writing letters to the guy that was the, the head of the events and saying, you know, man, you need to get this under control. What's this shit? You know, these people are nothing but perverts and there's like child molesters and uh, and just weirdos and be- people that are into bestiality and things like that that are showing up. And and they're giving the uh, the conventions a bad name because some of the other people are like almost like bronies or something like that with the My Little Pony. And, and they show up and it's more of a... Uh, a um like i said almost like a cosplay thing but it's it's sort of like a lifestyle thing too where uh they're into the car the cartoons the anime the comics uh anything that has to do with animals they actually some of them actually just like you know fur and have like a uh a uh animal like avatar that they have as that's them uh but you know uh and they kind of butt heads with the ones that just want to go there and party and get high and get drunk and screw and they were talking about like sometimes when they'd have like a furry convention the you know one guy got in the elevator and him and his friend were talking and the friend you know these were just people staying in the hotel not you know going to furry convention and um the guy leaned against the wall in the uh in the uh elevator and uh when he, you know, stepped away from the wall and started, his friend was like, you know, what the hell is that all over your, you know, shoulder or whatever? Where he'd been leaning against the wall, somebody had been in there screwing and splooged all their goo all over the fucking wall, you know. And uh, and then, you know, like I said, they would see people like having, you know, uh, these furries. Uh, I guess in costumes and stuff having sex, or I don't even know if they're in the costumes or not still, but they're having sex out in the hallway or in swimming pool or, you know, they'd have certain rooms that they would say we're having a party here. It, re- Like I said, it reminded me of horror Hound when we were, when we went to uh horror Hound and uh, the muscle wolf guys were there and uh, we had a party um, in uh, the Marriott or Hilton. I can't remember. Um, and reserved a uh, you know this big you know kind of like a glass room that had refri- a stocked refrigerator in it and a big screen tv and a couch and places where and and you had to have a code to get in the room but you know we they'd leave the door open and people were wandering in that we didn't really know and one of the guys from horror Hound, or not Horror Hound, from uh muscle wolf who was like a bodybuilder kind of guy uh and they made erotic um erotic horror movies and a lot of it was um uh the this guy the specific guy uh actually made um um gay porn movies and under a different name and everything and um but they were all the 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 thing was most of the guys that were in it were like bodybuilders they were big muscle you know guys and then there was one uh, girl that was there with them all the time, and she was kind of hot, you know. She was kinda a little bit of an alternative look to her, with you know piercings and tattoos and things like that. But she would dress sexy and maybe just have nothing on her top because she kind of had a small chest. But like uh, just like uh, pasties on her boobs, and she's walking around, and you know, everybody's you know. So I thought she was you know, fairly attractive. And, uh, but he was, you know, they came in one time and they said something about where's the foot party, where's the foot party. And we're all in there like just fucking, you know, some of the, you know, people are drinking and stuff, but we had food and we're just all standing around talking. We're just movie, you know, friends and, you know, movie geeks or whatever you cinephiles or whatever. We're all just in there bullshit and talking. And, um, they came in and they're like, you know, I guess they thought that. it it might be it was like some kind of a like a wild like like i said like the furries you know Uh, it was like gonna be end up devolving into some wild sex party and i guess with some of the whorehound things some of the stuff i heard that went on there were some things that went on the i think it was more one-on-one than anything else but uh Um, and then the, like uh, the one guy, he was just standing there by the door, like, you know, and nobody was going over talking to him or anything. And I almost felt sorry for him because, you know, it's like, uh, he just didn't fit. I mean, if he would have came in and just started talking, you know, everybody, people would have talked to him and everything. And he probably would have just, you know, blended or whatever. But I, I think that because he thought, you know, you know, I don't know what's going on in his mind, but I was, like I said, I was, I was just thinking, putting myself in his shoes. He's this big muscle, you know, kind of a steroid guy. He had this certain look, his hair was done a certain way and he was dressed nice and we're all T-shirts and jeans and everything, just normal people. And uh, I was wondering if maybe he thought, you know, if, if he came in every, you know, people would would try it, like the girls or whatever, or people would, the girls would go up to him and talk to him or guys or whoever uh, think he was so hot and he'd be like Tom Cruise showing up to a high school party, but nobody was paying attention to him. But I did see... Like I said, uh, after one of our friends, Randy, was telling me, he said, you know, see that guy over there? Yeah, he makes gay porn, you know. Well, you know, I went home and I looked him up and I found know It was not too hard to find because I went to, um, uh, like, IMDB. I found Muscle Wolf and their page and everything. And they had the list of the names and everything. I found his name. And then I went to IMDP, put his name in. Well, then they had all these different movies, but then it got down to the gay porn ones and it had his other name, his alias. And then of course, you know, he did, it was hardcore. You know, I found videos of him and doing his stuff. Uh, The girl um, I'm actually follow on Twitter. She hasn't been on there in God years, but, um, she had some pictures on there and most of them were just, you know, out having fun, da-da-da, you know, uh, walking down the street, going out to eat and everything. But um there was uh I don't know if it was Horrorhound or if it was some kind of uh SM parties or whatever, but she had pictures on there where she was like at like an SM party and she was all tied up and you know, people were like somebody was spanking her and you know Basically, you know, it would be something you would see on, like, X videos or some porn site. Uh, so, I don't know. Maybe they were, you know, looking for looking for trouble. Well, you came to the right place. If you're looking for trouble, well, just look at my face. I was born standing up and talking back. My daddy was a green, I know, but because I'm evil. My middle name is Misery. Well, I'm evil, so don't you mess around with me. Well, there you go. Anyway, a little impromptu. Uh, what else we got here? Super Eye Patch Wolf. Why you should watch Samurai Jack. That's one I really wanted to get into. I kind of like the uh, the uh, artwork on it and everything. I have never. I've never seen it. For some reason, I'm thinking that I had a uh, might have a DVD of Samurai Jack. I know it's a series. Uh, It was on Netflix for a while, I believe. Uh, One of the good ones he had was why uh, you should watch disturbing horror movies. (laughs) That was pretty good because it was more just regular movies and and uh, uh, stuff that I have seen or heard of. Um, Dragon Ball Z. Uh, Again, there were some things on here that I really liked because I used to watch The Simpsons all the time when it was really big, but then kind of got out of it. And uh, one of the videos he has is The Fall of The Simpsons and How It Happened. Uh, one of the wrestling ones that he has uh, and he even says at the beginning of the wrestling ones is that uh, you know I know a lot of you are thinking you know why professional wrestling why am I talking about that because most of the stuff he talks about is like anime gaming uh, manga or manga I make America great again manga um, but he does these wrestling ones and he says you know just bear with me and he doesn't do it The video is in a way that you just have to be a wrestling fan to like it. He explains in at least one of them why he likes pro wrestling and why um, uh, the compelling storylines and the things that they do and why why actually people like it. Um, The one is uh, professional wrestling is stupid and beautiful and I love it. Uh, The other one is uh, The Undertaker. Uh, long-term storytelling and wrestling and and uh, the one of the things that he kind of equates that to is um uh, like in anime and it's not just the undertaker when he says long-time storytelling and wrestling it's um uh like he talks about kenny omega uh over in uh new japan and how he was in the tag, you know, like a tag team, the golden lovers. And then they split up and he was, or kind of had like a falling out and it almost took place. It it did take place over like 10 years. Uh, And then, um, uh you know he was on his own and just how they built the storyline up that he wasn't quite as good but he what became jealous of his partner in a way and then they kind of split up and had hard feelings but then he went on his own and kind of turned like a you know to a bad guy and he started having more and more success and being uh you know just doing bad things uh stabbing people in the back and you know what i got in with the bad click which would be the bullet club this and that and but it built that that's st- st- long-term storytelling whereas a lot of the stuff that they do today it just seems like it's you know p- they they don't think people have the patience for that long-term storytelling and it's almost like uh jonathan hickman in comics uh i was reading fantastic four and i don't think i had read uh, I'm not sure if I had read anything that he had done before or anything, but I had a subscription and I loved Fantastic Four all the way back from when I was a little kid. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'd read all the Jack, old Jack Kirby stuff and things like that. Um, the reprints and even, you know. But I got out of it for a long time and, you know, got more into X-Men and, and uh, Fantastic Four really wasn't that good for a while. And it, it was one of the longest running Marvel titles, you know, from the from the very beginning, like the first team that they ever did. And then it actually got canceled after so many, you know, I, you know, hundreds and hundreds and thousands of issues or whatever, and it got canceled because it just wasn't that good. Well, then Hickman took over and I, I didn't know anything. I just thought, you know what? I I would always start out with these uh, actual uh, subscriptions from Marvel, uh, where I would get the you know single issue maybe twice a month or or once a month in the mail, and I like that because you know I moved away from my local comic book store and my friend who owned it passed away, and then it you know the last time I went in there I went in there after he had passed away and I almost started crying. You know, when I was in there, uh, because it just, you know, I, I, and I, I just didn't really want to go back. Uh, plus, everything's turning digital, which I'm still not into that much. Um, but um, I started, you know, subscribing to the Fantastic Force. So I was getting these issues, you know, maybe uh, once or twice a month. And, um, you know, it's like, man, this is kind of dragging on. What's this guy? You know, I still I didn't even look and see what the I was never. You know I knew Chris Claremont, you know, with X-Men and and like Jim Lee and some of the X-Men people, uh, you know, guys because I at one point when X-Men was huge, I was just into it and reading everything X-Men. Um but then like I've said before on here it got to the point where uh, Marvel's uh how they marketed their comics was if something became a big hit, they would have one title. Then it would become two titles of the same title. And then there would be three. And then there would be all these spinoffs. So if you started reading uh, Uncanny X-Men, which was the original, you know, just the first X-Men, next thing you know, if it started becoming a big hit and you wanted to keep up with everything, including the spinoffs, you would be reading fucking 20 different comics. And at that time, say they were, you know, $1.99 a piece. And then it builds up, and builds up, and you're like, Jesus Christ. Okay, you know, man. It, and with all the crossovers, you know, and everything. So I would always start out when I would make a comeback, and X Men definitely. It, it. I've heard people say like Comic Book Chick. Uh, uh, is it nineteen? Comic Book Chick nineteen. She's got a really good uh, YouTube channel too. If you want to check that out, um, her videos are just awesome, all the way back to her first ones. And then uh, they when they started. Um, de um monetizing videos and things like that on youtube she thought her channel was going to go away totally because she would it was funny she would have like a this sidekick that was a fucking robot who was kind of a jerk and uh space brain and um, uh these little two little troll puppets that would come out of the wall and and you know they they got that from like the uh from the uh i think the youtube comment section and everything um but let me check the time here real quick She's okay. We're halfway there living on a prayer. Um, But she thought her channel was going to go away because everything got demonetized. She actually changed her name to uh, from comic book chick. uh, I think it's comic book chick 19. Uh I can I never remember the number, but she's very, you know, cute girl and uh um, you know, kinda has the funky like uh mohawk that changes colors from pink to blue and green and everything. And uh she's the kind of girl that if you if you like movies and you like um uh comic books and things like that, uh the your dream girl because she's just into all that shit big time and she was really into X-Men. Uh, from, uh, from say like X-Men 100, which is when the new team kind of, you know, first, yeah, uh, well, when the new team first got introduced after, uh, Krakow, the, the living island or whatever, uh, and then, uh, Professor X had to get these guys together to go and save the old X-Men, uh, and he got like Wolverine, Thunderbird, um, um, you know, Storm, Colossus and everything led by, um, Cyclops, and um, they go and rescue him and everything. But she did like about four comprehensive uh, X Men uh, documentaries, and um, I think they were showing them on Amazon Prime. But uh, when they first came out, but now they're actually on YouTube, so you can watch them. They're really good because she does. They do a really good job. They have like a, they use the uh, almost like three D animation thing, uh, uh, you know, just with still pictures. But they they look like they're coming off of the uh, off of uh, the background and things like that, and she knows all the characters, and she's got a real passion for them and why she likes them, and she's funny. It's not just real stale or anything. She tells why she likes Scott and Jean and their love thing going on, and why and why you know uh, girls would like them too, like like the comics too, and how because she was kind of a cast off or kind of a different person, how she can relate to the mutants and how they're treated because they don't look the same. Uh, uh, and she always kind of dressed funky and kind of cool and everything. Um, but then when they demonetize it and everything, her, her show has become uh, less, um, You know, like I said, with the puppets and the the robot and things like that and the editing, it's more her at the at her at the desk. And she might have a it's more like a podcast that's being shown, you know, where she's just sitting there and she might have guests there and things like that. Um, And she has done some book clubs, which are pretty cool. Uh, She did. She loves Dune the the uh, book dune by frank herbert and so they did a book club and she would pick like maybe 60 to maybe like 60 pages every week to read and everybody would read it was you know it's uh, there was was, there was following along and in the book club you know you read those 60 pages and then the next podcast would be her talking about those 60 pages talking about frank herbert talking about her passion for dune and then again talking about later on the um uh, Children of Dune, I think, is the next one she talked about. And uh, then, you know, being super excited about the new movie coming out. She does movie reviews, too, where she'll, you know, whether it's a Marvel, a lot of times Marvel movies, and but sci-fi movies and things like that, and she'll talk about those movies, uh, what's coming out, or th- movies that she's seen and why she likes them. And, you know, there's some of them, you know, this we don't agree on. But, you know, I still follow her channel. I really like her a lot. I forgot about her for a long time because – YouTube started doing this weird thing, too, where um, I don't know if it's the algorithm or what uh, you could. I mean, I subscribe to all these different channels and you could uh, actually follow a channel. And then all of a sudden you realize after like, a you know, a year or something like I haven't seen anything from, you know, comic book, comic book chick or whatever comic book girl you know for a long time or whatever and i just happened to be scrolling back through my history and i was like oh shit you know i wonder if she quit doing her her show because i never it never comes up on my main page as a suggestion or a recommendation anymore then i go to her page and there's all these fucking videos that she's been putting out like every fucking week for a year and i just didn't see them because youtube wasn't offering her up anymore and i've actually seen youtube channels and people that have you know channels that i watch that have talked about that, you know, to like and subscribe and all this and that, because there's times uh, even like some of the political channels that I watch and stuff, uh, they just stop coming up and then you just kind of forget about them, uh, especially if you've got other stuff to watch and they're offering up other th- recommendations. You, you, you start watching other stuff and you forget and you're like, well, I wonder if they canceled that guy's show or whatever. And then you go back and you find it you're like, no, it's still fucking running. They just haven't been offering it up for whatever reason. Um so anyway, another one that I like is uh Rock and Roll st- uh True Stories. Uh this guy is really good. Um the one like I'm looking at one right now which is uh 9-inch Nails their d- disastrous tour with the Melvins. These are only about 5 maybe 10 minutes long, but they're pretty pretty good and they have kind of uh gotten me into uh, other musical acts that I maybe have heard of but have never listened to or seen. Uh, and just, the, it's almost like whether it's um, even like I said with this anime, with movies and things like that, or um, video games. I'm not a big gamer. I have played games in the past, but I never be- was a huge gamer. Uh, but I'll actually watch some of these videos about these games uh, more for the backstory of you know the behind the scenes of the people that made the games the fans why they liked them some of the games that have been banned uh some of the games that you know uh People got so into it, almost became like a fucking cult, and things like that. Just like the backstory, I used to, I used to read a lot of books about like box, and I used to watch boxing all the time. And back in the day, and and like I said, you know, do some boxing in the gym and sparring and things like that, or football and things like that, uh, where. I I liked reading about just the stories, the stories about this one guy who was a linebacker and he was so tough, and you know it's almost like mythology, like li- reading about Thor or Hercules or the boxer uh, from back in the twenties or the fifties or the wrestler uh, Ed Strangler Lewis or George Hackenschmidt or the French Angel, people that I had never seen before, but I liked reading about the stories and the culture of uh, that they were in. Uh, And it's the same thing with the gaming culture or with, like I said, like the uh, the furries and things like that. Just hearing interesting and uh, fun stories or interesting and scary or weird stories about cults and things like that, that culture. And it just catches your attention. Um, Shade Tree Surgeon is a a, a motorcycle guy, redneck. He'll even call himself a redneck cracker from Florida and he rides motorcycles and he has a. These are almost like reality TV shows, these these kind of uh, things. Uh, his little cousin is Shay Leezy and she is she started her own channel and he got her into riding motorcycles and then working on motorcycles and uh, they go out to eat and they go to these motorcycle rallies and stuff but the one thing I like about him is he's not just a he's not like a Harley snob or the kind of guy that says you know there's goddamn Jap motorcycles or there's there's motorcycles are just like comic books or just like movies or anything else where you have certain people say well if you don't read if you read Marvel and you don't read DC, DC sucks Marvel's great or you know I can't get into that shit because it's got subtitles or you know blah, blah, blah. Um, he likes he'll ride any kind of motorcycle he thinks all that's stupid that kind of uh, culture thing where you know you you uh, uh act like a dick because you ride motorcycle like a big harley and you gotta make have the loudest pipes and walk around like you're mean and all this shit all the time so he's pretty cool and he's funny you know and everything so i i, I watch him all the time um, and I like, like I said, his cousin, Shay Lisey, I actually posted some pictures of her on, um, on, uh, our, uh, like, I don't know, women's appreciation group or whatever. And, uh, she's really cute. She's only in her like early twenties. And it's funny because they'll, t- they'll, they'll actually read, uh, comments that they get on her or on Shay Tree Surgeon's. Uh, page and these guys are like, I'll pay you a hundred dollars if you send me pictures of your feet. And you know, do you want to meet somewhere? Do you want to screw and all this and that and everything? And they just laugh about it. It's 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 so funny because like it'll be like a guy my age, and he'll send her a thing and think, oh, I think you're so hot and everything. I want to go out with you, and she's like, okay, you're fucking old enough to be like my fucking grandpa or whatever, I don't know. or like you know, your dad or something. Uh, another guy that I. Um, um, I didn't know. Well, I shouldn't say I didn't know the guy. I have seen the guy's videos and a bunch of them. I was watching because he, he would go out as an Uber driver and he would po- post the videos and everything, but I had never really heard of the guy or saw his name or anything. And this guy's Paul Danino. Um, uh, and the video, uh, the, the channel that these videos are on several of these different ones that I've been watching is June J O O N the King. And, um, He does videos of like the rise and fall of these internet uh, gamers or famous internet personalities, YouTube personalities, internet personalities. And this guy was known as Ice Poseidon on uh you know some of these uh, i think like world of warcraft and then he you know was kind of outrageous and things like that and he started put, posting videos to youtube where he would be playing and then he would be talking and people you could listen to him it was funny he would you know make funny comments and everything and then he just kind of started doing his own thing going out and videotaping all the time and everything and how he brought like the the internet and youtube uh, channel became like his life and how that kind of went down the tubes the rise and fall of course is what it's called and that's exactly what it is but it was an interesting kind of character study like i said i'd never heard of the guy there was a another weightlifting guy that i, wa- I used to watch all the time and when it started out he was on there and he would talk about steroids and he would talk about the cycles that the guys do and how they're lying. You know, you can't look like this without doing, you know, PEDs, uh, HGH, you know, taking insulin, taking all these supplements and everything. And that's one thing on YouTube where it started getting, uh, uh the door started opening up where people would talk honestly, including a lot of really huge jacked, you know bodybuilders and they would say this is what i'm doing this is what i take this is the cycle i'm on this and some of them used to get on there and talk about all the different drugs they take they would experiment taking different things to get bigger and bigger and they would people would make videos about them about bigorexia or um you know a body uh dysmorphia syndrome and stuff which is not just um like anorexia nervosa or um or bulimia, it goes the opposite way too uh, uh, with these bodybuilders, where they can't get big enough, or if they if their arms go down a half an inch, they they freak out about it and they have to take more drugs. Or if they're taking all these drugs and they have twenty four inch arms and a and a you know a thirty two inch waist and and washboard abs and big veins and everything, and then they have to get off the 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 shit because they either can't afford it or or um, for whatever reason, for health reasons or whatever, and they shrink from 290 pounds of you know chiseled muscle down to 185 pounds, and you know they, their brain can't take it. That it's the ego thing. It's ego driven. It's the same thing with the with the women, whether it's a porn star or something like that, that get the big chest, you know, big fake boobs, get their cheeks done, get their lips done, uh, get liposuction, get this, get that, and then you know uh, some of them can go to a certain level, and then that's fine. But then some of them go further and further and further and further, that body dysmorphia. They're never satisfied, and becomes like a mental condition. Well, this guy first came out, and he looks more like just a guy that lifts weights, you know, and not on a bunch of stuff. And uh, he would say, you know, he would do critiques of these different bodybuilders and fitness guys and women on YouTube, and he would say, you know, this guy's full of shit. You know, he's doing this and that. He's doing this kind of drug. You can't have you know, uh, 4% body fat or 5% body fat and be 300 fucking pounds and all this and that. But then after a while, he started kind of getting too much into himself and started bullshitting and everything. And um, he got the attention for being kind of against the supplements and the steroids and everything like that and speaking truth to all that stuff. But then it came out that he actually was doing steroids and doing stuff like that but not only that he created this false again i would say almost like an avatar of himself it would be the guy that you work with that uh i've always said you know every place i work at every guy that i work with was the state champion in wrestling football basketball baseball was the best at everything got all the you know every woman that they wanted screwed all these women and everything And, you know, and I must be the only guy that that wasn't all that, you know, because but this guy, he started saying that he was like he alluded that he was in the military and uh, in intelligence and they did snatch and grabs. He's really into guns. And uh, a lot of the videos he would do, he would just uh, do the video while he was loading, you know, uh, uh, ammo and uh, make, you know, uh, making his own bullets and things like that with a loader. And, uh, then people, when he started getting more and more cocky about the women that he screwed and having threesomes and getting in fights and he's a, uh, fifth degree black belt and all these different things. And he could shoot, uh, the eyes out of a goddamn fly at a thousand yards. And his dad was a green beret and everything. Well, people started doing videos on him and it all ended up being fucking bullshit and untrue and everything. And they started making fun of him and he became a popular meme, uh, for being, you know, full of shit and being a liar and being, you know, a, a a moron and a dork. And people started just making video after video, after video of him being a douche and an asshole, uh, for calling out other people. And he's a big phony. Um, and then he would do the thing where he would put strike, you know, contact YouTube about anybody that was saying stuff about him and put strikes against them, have their channels taken down and everything. And, um, then, um, Somebody turned him into some of these stolen valor things about saying that he was uh, in the military and everything, and he wasn't. Then he came out and he created this lie and said that he was in intelligence and he was a mercenary, so he really wasn't in the military and blah, 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 blah. And it got to the point where people were showing up at his house, almost like this uh, Charlie Zelenoff, who was go to these gyms and say he wanted to spar with people. And, you know, just like light, he would say light sparring, and he'd have somebody there with a video camera. uh, he'd find somebody to put the gloves on with him and you're supposed to just move around, you know, light sparring and not really hit each other. And he would just go right off the bat, just go off and just start pounding the people who were unprepared. And it's usually somebody that wasn't a boxer into boxing and, and he would just pummel them. And then he would, you know, the guy would be like, fuck man, I thought you said we'd light sparring and then he started saying he was the world champion he he in his head he was like nuts and he started thinking that he was the greatest fighter and he would make videos of him punching a punching bag and challenging people and all this stuff and he was full of shit until he ended up going to like some gyms where there were actually MMA fighters and martial mixed martial artists martial artists and real boxers and he would get in there with them and at first he would try and sucker punch them and most of the guys after a while started seeing his videos or had somebody point him out to him. So they knew who he was and they would end up, you know, beating the shit out of him or he would quit. They would hit him a few times and he would be like, hey, man, no, that's foul, foul, foul. And he would he would leave. And the whole time talking shit the whole time to the point where he called out like this guy who was like a world champion, world champion boxer. And I can't remember what he was saying. He was talking shit on on this guy all the time. Uh, calling him out and then he said something about this guy's daughter who was like a little kid well this guy who's like a, an actual world champion i don't know if he's a heavyweight i can't remember i can't remember who it was i saw the video he went to that charlie zelanoff's house who's this little skinny you know jerk off and he just had a big mouth he was like cut like rick flair interviews and things you know and um uh he went to this guy's house and he called him out and he said you know come down here right now i'll be and the guy's mom and dad he lives with his mom and dad and the mom and dad knew that he was mentally you know fucked up and i think he actually went and uh, boxed that guy and that guy just knocked his shit i mean you know the guy's a professional boxer he hit him like a few times and hit him in the stomach and just like crumpled him and you know then the one guy uh was a mixed martial artist and they were boxing and the guy danced around him and just kept hitting you know um uh, uh counter punched him and just, you know, basically knocked the shit out of him. And then when he would try and get away, he would go outside the ring and there's all these people in the gym, you know, it was a weightlifting gym with a boxing ring and ring. Um, He would stand by the door and just keep talking shit and keep talking shit. Well, the guy that he was fighting got out and took his boxing gloves off and he was talking shit. And when he got close enough, he grabbed uh, this Charlie Zelenoff guy took him down and fucking like, you know, in about two seconds, wrapped him up and tied him up and fucking put him in a rear naked choke and just basically choked him out. Um, so it's easy to be somebody else on the Internet. And it's and it's some of these rise and fall things. It's it's almost sad. But I've seen it before in life where people project something that they're not they you know try and project that they're this tough guy or that they're this great lover or this great sportsman or even in the movie you know cinephile uh movie geek thing where people would you know just talk shit like you know uh you would say hey man have you have you seen uh you know plague dogs or whatever like that and and they oh yeah yeah i've seen that i've seen it. i i had a guy uh was telling me um that the movie Jarhead was a bunch of bullshit and his brother was a sniper in the, in the Marines or something like that. And he saw it and said it was bullshit and everything. And I said, well, you know, the guy that wrote the book was a fucking, you know, a sniper. And, um, and he actually, you know, they, they, he's not stolen valor or anything. He was in the, I think it was, he was in the Marines and he was a sniper and nobody debates that he was. And he wrote this book because basically the movie sniper with Jake Gyllenhaal and Jamie Foxx was, you know, they went over to the first Gulf war, you know, um, uh, what the fuck was that motherfucker called? Something thunder or something. I can't remember one of those names. Uh, but the first, when they, when they ran the Iraq out of Ku, after Kuwait, Iraq invaded Kuwait. And then we went over and ran them out of Kuwait. But the whole thing was, he, you know, this guy trained and trained and trained to be a sniper and they would just train and train and train, almost become like zealots, almost become like medieval knights who were, you know, trained constantly, you know, uh, to do this one thing. And, and when they went over there, it was so um, fast The that what happened and with, you know, just planes and tanks and everything that these guys never got. To, they were just waiting to kill. They wanted to finally get to shoot. Uh, uh, and uh, use their skills that they train to a fine edge, you know, a thousand yard shots and things like that with their spotter and everything uh, to do this. And everything happened so fast that they they couldn't keep up with the tanks and the planes and everything. And they never got to fire a shot uh and but this one guy was like you know and then he he told me something about like combat oh that's bullshit you know these guys you know ptsd and everything i said dude i said this goes all the way back to like you know world war ii and vietnam and even before that you know you're you're, you know killing somebody even you know with your bare hands or shooting somebody and and these guys would come back and they're fucked up and everything and but i i I think he just kind of had that macho mindset that, uh, what well, my brother says, you know, and everything. But he was the kind of guy that, I don't know, he's a nice guy and everything, but, uh, there, I, I, i said something to him several different times about movies and, and, you know, I'd say, oh, have you seen this? And he, oh, yeah, 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 I've seen that. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. And I know he hadn't seen it. I mean, there was, I, I would say something about the movie. He had no idea what I was fucking talking about, you know, so it's weird how people think. Feel like they have to. I guess maybe some people have the ego thing, but some people also want to fit in, and they want to. You know, uh, uh, I, guess I, I I I even remember you know people calling into uh, whether it's Gentleman's Guide or whatever or something like that, and, and actually saying you know man I'm you guys know so m- I, I'd be intimidated to be around you guys because you guys know so much. You know, you've seen so many movies and everything. And and Will would even say you know he goes. You know, I might know, uh, you know, the Gordon Lou, you know, all these movies, but I've never seen, you know, there's this whole thing. You, you like Clint Eastwood or something, or you like, uh, uh, you know, Robert Blake. I don't know. I'm just pulling stuff out of my ass, but he goes, I've never seen any of those movies. I, I know these because I kind of fell in that rabbit hole and started watching them and or Italian, uh, Euro crime or something like that. But yeah, man, come fit in, you know, with everybody else, you know, you, you, it's not a it's not a competition of who knows more but some people there are some people mentally that it is almost like a competition and they can't take it if somebody's podcast is doing better than theirs or if if they know more about uh movies a certain movie or something like that or they or they have to just be negative about everything anyway man i have an hour and 20 minutes i haven't talked about anything uh let's see here I did have some of the movies that we had from the past there that I wanted to clean up. I think that's about it for the YouTube stuff because everything else is just wrestling. Big Cat earn a Lad and that no good yellow dirty dog, dirty roads. Stab me in the back. Uh, I found a uh, short roller derby. Um, I actually watched a... I talked about roller derby in the last um, podcast and I guess, you know, the, the flat track stuff is still going on and uh, they still have it's the WFTDA International uh, Federation, roller derby federation or whatever. Uh, they have actual roller games on there. The uh, Women's Flat Track Derby Association on YouTube, they have full games on there which are like an hour and a half long um, and I watched a couple of those the other day. And uh, that channel, again, is the WFTDA, colon, Women's Flat Track Derby Association. And um, then I found, there's some old games on there from the, like, 1970s, which are really fun to watch. Uh, and I uh, found a short documentary called, it's like, it says just says, uh, Classic Roller Derby Mini Documentary. And that's on the Roller Derby Notes channel. Um, if you're trying. Well, what's that? <laughs> anyway click off of that i just wanted to go back through and make sure i didn't have any some of the other stuff i've watched is um like um, shows about the guys that go and and record and see how the police react and a lot of the police will you know they're, they're on a public sidewalk just recording with the camera and uh, the cops will just show up and just start you know hassling them uh Or they'll go into a post office, which actually has a a poster on the fucking wall, the post office, that says under section, you know, one, two, three, a, b, four, or whatever. uh, You know, it is legal to uh, videotape or, or, you know, not videotape, but to record with video in a post office and things like that. Uh, Or if you're just walking down the street, you're in a public place, anything that the eye can see, you can record. And they'll say, well, you're recording license plates. And they're like, these license plates are out in the open where anybody can see. Uh, We're in public. It's a public space. I can record anybody, anything that the eye can see. And the cops will, somebody will call the cops. Cops will show up and just some of them will be total. Some of them know that it's legal and they don't bother them. Some of them are total assholes. Uh, They have a a rule that they can uh, detain you for like 20 minutes before they have to either arrest you or let you go and they'll just they'll just fucking detain you for that 20 minutes just to be dicks uh they'll keep asking you for your id and you're like hey you know they, have i what crime have i broken if you haven't broken a crime in most places you know it's like well I, I don't we're not in uh east germany well long time ago or china or russia or whatever where you have to show um where you have to show your papers. I don't have to show you my ID, or I don't have an ID. So, uh, you know, just that kind of stuff. Uh, it's it's fun watching somebody kind of... Uh Whether it's freedom of speech or whatever and things like that um, it's the cops if you're professional and everything you shouldn't fall for the bait you shouldn't you know slam somebody's head against the wall or arrest them or whatever just because they are recording you pulling somebody over for a traffic stop or things like you know and again their thing is okay I'm recording you Uh, this is if as long as long as you're doing your job and you're not breaking the law. The cop, as long as the cops aren't breaking the law and are doing the things the way that they're supposed to protect and serve and everything, then they have nothing to worry about. So don't worry about somebody recording you, if unless you're doing something wrong. Um, another thing, uh, I watched a Vice. <laughs> this is funny. It well, it's not funny, but it was a Vice uh, video uh i've eaten only mac and cheese for the past 17 years and again some of these vice channel uh videos and things like that are only maybe you know 15 20 minutes long and uh i just saw that and i thought man this might be kind of interesting probably funny but then i was like okay if vice is doing this i wonder it's not just going to be like you know done for comedy or whatever and it seemed like it at first that you know okay this guy he he almost would gag or throw up or uh he would uh think he would overthink what something was going to taste like or the texture or whatever and he would only eat mac and cheese and that's all he ate for 17 years well again just like uh with the uh uh, body dysmorphia and bigorexia anorexia uh my sister and i were talking about this the other day and eating disorder doesn't necessarily mean um just somebody who has anorexia or somebody who has bulimia i mean this is a type of eating disorder and uh by the end you know the guy realized that he um had a problem that's all he would eat that's all he could eat uh he might try something but he would almost make himself sick uh just thinking about it and then when he would eat it it would almost you know psychologically i think it'd make himself sick plus if you're used to just eating if you only ate apples every day of the week for every meal just apples and water apples and water and then you ate a piece of bacon or you ate something else a a, a fucking pepper or uh something like that it's going to mess your stomach up but so it, it just was a interesting video where they found this guy that's all he ate he would go to the grocery store he he's like you know looking at vegetables in the uh in the produce aisle or looking at meat and he was like, how can you eat this? I mean, just look at it, it just looks gross. Just looking at a box of something. And then there were certain mac and cheese that he couldn't eat because it might have broccoli in it or kale or something like that, which I like. Um, So that was a kind of an interesting video too. Do, do, do. I uh, checked out the uh, new Godzilla versus Kong trailer and I cannot fucking wait to see it. I mean, I'm shitting myself, it just looks good. The actual uh, and uh, I loved uh, the last uh, Godzilla movie and I like the uh, Kong movie that was out with uh, Brie Larson. She's very attractive in my opinion. Um, The uh, the one that I was watching about the uh, guy that was the stalker from the girls high school you know, and he contacted her and they started talking and then he turned into a nut. That was a, it wasn't a very long one. It was like six minutes long, but it was on uh, true crime daily, harmless friend request turns into stalking nightmare. So that was pretty good. Um, okay. I'm going to get off here and get to, there's not a lot of stuff that I had left over. Uh, oh, I ac- actually did. Uh, this is something also a YouTube thing I, I was going to talk about. And it is comic book girl 19. She's so cute. Um Danica. Um I watched some videos about Nambla, the North American Man Boy Love Association. Uh the one was um um oh shit. There was an Opie and Anthony episode where they were talking about um uh, this uh, uh Nambla documentary. I think it was called Chicken Hawk. And uh that was so creepy, but it was um it was good. Uh, but it was just creepy. And that's that it had Opie and Anthony making fun of them while they're talking. And they had one guy on there and, and uh, these guys were proud to be man, boy lovers. Some of them were actual sex offenders uh, who had had sex with boys um, and were on film talking about it. And uh, they, they, some of them were like delusional. I mean, if a, if one guy was walking into a store and these kids were outside of the store playing on their bicycles and he went over and was like, hey, how are you kids doing? How's everything doing? And then the kids would be like, oh, we're okay. You know, we just bought some candy or something. And then that was be like, say all that was said. And then he would go and be talking to Karen and be like, I could tell that he was flirting with me, that he was coming on to me and everything. And it's like, what the fuck in hell is wrong with you, dude? But he's a fucking pedophile. I mean, they're this guy was, he was Delusional and deranged because any, if, if a kid even, it would be like a guy who is heterosexual that likes, you know, uh, uh, a hot young girl and he goes to a restaurant and the waitress is talking to him. But, but I, I shouldn't even say that because a lot of times, you know, a waitress will be extra super nice to you. And that's one thing. Once you get, you know, you reach a certain age, you're like, okay, they're being nice like that to everybody. I mean, you know, it's, it's not, uh, I think South Park actually did a, a, um, a video or a, a, a episode one time about they had like a South Park. It was almost like a kiddies Hooters. And the girl would come up and sit down in the in the booth with them that worked there, and she'd be like, "Hey, honey, how you doing?" And, and I remember, you know, when Hooters was supposed to be like this big thing to go to, and you go there, and that's what they would do. The girl would come over, and she'd sit down in the booth and be like, "Hey, baby doll, how you doing? What do you guys need? Okay, sweetie, and everything." And if you're stupid, you know, you kind of t- you could take that as, you know, like, "Oh, she's flirting with me." One of my friends that was with us one time, he's like, "We ought to come back here. That chick was flirting with me." And I said, dude, he's fucking flirting with everybody. And he got like, say, uh, he got like a fucking cheeseburger and a fucking beer or something like that, that maybe the bill was $12 and he paid $12, but he gave the girl like a $20 tip. And I'm like, let's just get the fucking strip joint. (laughs) You know, come on. Um, Another vice one was the men who called themselves non-offending pedophiles and the gist of that one was um, that there are so th- – th- and I saw another documentary about pedophilia, pedophiles' pedophilia. It, I don't think it was the – it might have been the Louis Theroux one, but I'm not sure. Uh, I think it was something else. But there are a certain amount of these pedophiles, whether they're men or women, um, or uh, child molesters, because pedophiles are under a certain age. and But these – some of them will want to have sex with – uh, it's just different. Some of them would could go as far back as to somebody who's a baby. And then there's some of them that would find that repugnant but be interested in somebody who's 13, 14, 15. Or, you know, 5 to 8 or 5 to 12. Or once they get their pubes, they don't want anything to win. But there are a certain amount of these people that are, as the vice thing says, non-offending pedophiles. Some of the people that they showed in this video, uh, they show them in shadow. Uh, because though the the gist of the video is is that uh you may have these thoughts in your head uh, uh, almost like a uh, your uh, sexuality as uh, being a uh, heterosexual or being a homosexual or bisexual or uh, asexual or whatever these people are attracted to uh underage men women whatever and but some of them know that that's illegal and they know it's wrong some of them are married to you know adults and they're you know have have kids and have a family and everything but in their brain they know that they are attracted to uh kids depending on how you know who knows how old uh but they don't act on it and they never have acted on it because they know it's they have the the sense and the ability to know it's wrong uh, maybe they get off in other ways, like in just fantasizing in their brain that, you know, while they're screwing their wife or while they're jacking off. I don't know. But anyway, they don't act on it. But um, the, the whole thing was um, that to get help with that, uh, they were even explaining that a lot of people that are considered non-offending pedophiles, if they would go to a shrink a psychiatrist or a psychologist or something like that a psychiatrist or a psychologist that you know you have the Hippocratic oath which is you know uh, well which is do no harm but also you have that uh, the, the, the um, patient uh, doctor patient confidentiality unless that person could be a danger to themselves or to somebody else and then you have the right to tell So say you go in and you're a non-offending pedophile. Maybe you have a wife, maybe you have kids, but you've never had sex with a child or touched a child or molested a child, but you are turned on by the idea of having sex with a 10-year-old, 12-year-old, 5-year-old, 2-year-old, whatever. But you just have that fantasy in your brain, but you've never done anything. But you know it's wrong, so you want to go get help. Well, a lot of the doctors, as soon as you tell them that, even though you have never done anything, they turn them in. And then the person gets the scarlet letter and blah, 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 blah. Uh, so the the guy on the vice thing, he was, I think it was, I don't know if it was Norwegian or where it was at. if Swiss, Not Switzerland, but I, I, I can't remember. But it was one of those countries over there. Um, and uh, there was a psychiatrist over there. And they treat those people Uh, and take them in and treat them and try and the the guy even said is this conversion therapy are you like you know when you have gay conversion therapy which doesn't work in these christian you know uber christians will try and take a gay person and and uh gay conversion therapy where they uh, try and brainwash them in one way or another to not being gay and the guy even said no that's not what this is and it and it probably it wouldn't work anyway but it's it's uh they would rather you know, treat the person and and be able to talk to them and and help them, whether they're a, a, a you know, a real pedophile that actually has done something or not, then just to put the scarlet letter on them and not try and help them, because the guy was saying, you know, these people, they're sick. They have a an illness, a mental illness, which is weird saying that, because, you know, that's why some people would look at, like, say, a gay person. Uh, or a transgender person if you have a certain brain if you have a certain views you might sit there and say well that's sick you know and then they go down the rabbit hole of well it doesn't perpetuate the race you can't have kids blah 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 blah, 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 blah. which is all horseshit um i don't know where i fall on that uh again i think that if somebody is hurting somebody a uh, kid cannot give consent Um uh, and so if you're doing that and you're the adult uh first of all you shouldn't be doing it you know it's wrong and you shouldn't be doing it and so if you do it and there are laws against it then uh you should uh pay the price go to jail whatever have to sign up as a sex Um uh, to protect children a lot of the these people are i've heard so many people say that you know the recidivism rate is so great that if they have actually followed through and done something, that even if they go to jail and it's like a rapist or something like that, they get out and they'll, they'll still fucking just keep going back and doing it. Uh, f- again, from the videos that I've watched with the the uh, predator catchers and the decoys and things like that, they have some people on there that have been caught, I don't know how many times. Um, again, not every one of those uh, call the cops. Uh, some of them they'll call the cops if, they, if the person has done something, but most of it is to expose them put them on YouTube, put them on the internet. And then, so they're exposed. So then it's up to the cops. If they see the thing, a lot of them, they'll turn the the records, the chat logs and everything over to the cops. Um, I think if somebody has a problem and wants help, you should try and help them. Um, if they haven't done anything, you know, but again, protecting a child, protecting children, um, it's just weird because if somebody comes forward and says, I have never done anything, which almost every single person that they catch on these uh, predator catching things, uh, the first thing they say is, I've never done this before. This is the first time I've ever done this. And most of the time it's total bullshit. So it's kind of hard. to It's just like anything else. There's, you know, you, you nothing is just black and white. Uh, because if you look at it and you say, well, if this person has never done anything and they have a job and they live a a life where they have a wife and kids or even if they're single or whatever, but they have never, you know, uh, touched a child, they've never done anything, but they have these thoughts and they, it's like if I went to a a place and I said, man, I have these thoughts that I want to fucking just go in and just fucking shoot somebody or something like that. I never have. And I've had them all my life and I'm 50 years old, but I've never done it but I want to get some help. And then the psychiatrist goes and calls the cops, you know, you've never done anything, but so it's kind of like a weird fine line, which you can find a weird fine line. in just about any fucking thing that you can think of, you know, whether it's fucking Ed Gein or, you know, well, uh, 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 and again, you know, um, the Opie and Anthony thing was on, uh, I just found it. It's, uh, uh video it, which the uh it's uh the o is capitalized so it's uh uh video and then lowercase and and a capital a archive so it's a, a video and a or space archive and it's opie and anthony nambla documentary that's pretty good um it's creepy and uh, i i can't remember if i saw the chicken hawk movie or not I found a video where they had a gay pride thing I think in New York and they had at the event they had a thing indoors where they you know people got up and spoke and these two guys from Nambla got up and spoke and we're talking about how they were persecuted and everything and it was just fucking weird because they were almost using a thing where they were talking about being persecuted because they were both gay as being persecuted for being gay, but then they were throwing in the whole thing about loving underage boys, like Milo Yiannopoulos when he was on Bill Maher, and he was on there and he was talking about when he was, um, oh you know, thirteen years old or fourteen years old, and this really hot priest took him under his wing and everything, and Bill Maher's like, "Wait a minute," and he goes, "Well, that's how a lot of us, you know, you know." Uh, uh it's it's like a a hot older woman you know young guys want a hot older woman and all this and that and it's like yeah but you're talking about you were 13 14 years old or whatever and this priest was a grown man and you're he's t- and milo was like being coy like he was he te- he was teaching me and everything and it's like yeah but that's child molestation Even if you like when I was growing up and uh, my neighbor uh, used to lay out in her bikini and she was, say, the same age as my mom and uh, say I'm uh, uh, 13, 14 years old and I've, you know, uh, going through puberty and I got a hard on 24 hours a day, seven days a week and I see her out there laying out in her bikini. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting there fantasizing, man, I'd like to screw her, screw her, screw her if she came over and we started screwing she's a child fucking molester it doesn't matter you know and uh you can't so anyway um okay off of the youtube and we'll cover the rest of these stuff because we only got about how many more minutes yeah about 20 more minutes we'll we'll run through this shit real quick uh got off on a lot of stuff it's easy to i don't know how some people can't can't do two hours (laughs) if i could just start talking uh, let's see here okay I, I, I've been watching uh, the um, it's a x-men uh, anime from uh, Japan uh, which is on Netflix uh, TV miniseries from 2011 this is pretty good because I like the x-men and they have had their own uh, like you know American uh, animated shows and stuff but they you know uh, the you know Japanese really do the uh, the anime uh really well and it's it's usually a lot more violent uh in america they'll make an animated show but it'll be more uh leaning towards kids it might have uh violence but it's uh violence you know nobody gets killed nobody gets hurt and you know whatever uh this one has more of a gritty kind of a adult kind of a thing you start out with a. uh, uh It's uh, after the Dark Phoenix um, saga and and Jean Grey has been killed and Scott uh, Summer Cyclops is kind of fucked up about it. And he's the leader of the team, but they can just tell he's still fucked up and everything. So it's taking off from there. The main uh, um, antagonist in the whole thing is the U-Men. And they are capturing mutants and uh, basically uh, morphing them or mutating them into kind of a mutant uh cyborg type um people that they can control using them as a weapon um wolverine is pretty uh you know meaner and shit and crazy in this and uh um emma frost shows up uh beast has done fairly well i'm trying to think uh who else it goes storm um Professor X, but it's pretty good. I'm 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 kind of throwing it in there with some other stuff. Uh, and the one I'm watching is um, all it is. Uh, it's dubbed in English. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's anybody's names in here that I actually recognize, but there really isn't. But that's pretty good. It's on Netflix. I, I'm just you know doing some anime stuff, watching it, and that's something that I'm familiar with. So I thought I would you know the X Men. Um, Death Note. I think I may have talked about this a little bit. Uh, I went through the I'm through the first season of this and and uh, to the kind of cliffhanger of the end of the first season and starting the second season. I like this a lot. Apparently, they made this into a an actual full length movie. I think maybe a Japanese movie and also an American movie. Uh, I don't know how well they did. Um, I haven't watched either one of them. This is uh, Death Note. Desu Noto Dodo. Um this rates really good on IMDB it's a uh, rates a 9.0 and I would give it uh, right around there too I think it's really good. Um basically there's these uh, like death demons and say they're in like a purgatory or hell or whatever and uh they have a notebook and uh if somebody on earth touches this notebook they can see the death demon and talk to him. And the death demon will follow him around which is kind of freaky at first. Uh, but this notebook, if they write somebody's name down in this notebook, uh, the person will die within a certain period of time. Or they can write down in the notebook and put a time and date on it, so the person will die at that time at on that date. And they can put down actually how they'll die, and they'll die that way. Um, so it's pretty cool. This guy is a uh, you know he's like the smartest kid in the class. Uh, is like really intelligent. And at first, like I said, it's kind of creepy because these de- these death demons are kind of strange looking and they just kind of float around. They're almost like a uh, weird uh, uh, kind of like a punk rocker angel with uh, big long arms and legs and they and they fly around. But nobody can see them, But the whoever has touched the notebook and um, they he the kid wants to use this for good. So he starts writing down these bad people's names, these criminals, killers, rapists, and things like that. Well, they all start dying. The the, uh, go-to way of death, if he just writes the name down and doesn't put a time or date on it, they'll die of a heart attack. If he puts a time and date on it but doesn't put down how they die, they die of a heart attack. Uh, If he puts, you know, how they die, they'll die the way he says. And then there's a certain period of time where he can erase the name or tear it up or whatever, and then they won't die. Um, But so after he does it so many times, the cops start seeing a pattern and they think it's a serial killer. So they get a hold of this guy who is a uber like detective. Uh, He's not a cop or anything. He works with the cops sometimes, but he's just this really super intelligent, quirky as hell fucking uh, detective. He's like a kind of like a punk rock version. He's like out of the Smiths or something is what he looks like. But he he's almost like Columbo or something like that, where his brain just works all the time and figuring out patterns and everything. Um, So it becomes a a uh, dueling thing between these two. The one guy is trying to catch the Death Note guy and the Death Note guy knows who he is because uh, at first, this guy has never been seen. I think they, they call him L. And he's never been seen before. But uh, with the um, the kid who has the death notes, dad is the chief of police. So he eventually finds out who uh, L is. And then there is a cat and mouse thing between the two. Uh, the, the L is trying to find out who the death note guy is. And the death note guy is trying to uh stop l from stopping him (laughs) and and, but it it starts out that's the main story at first but then it starts morphing into other things and it's really good i really like it never had heard of it like i said i don't watch anime it's just one that uh, i decided i was gonna maybe check out some uh, anime and i just was on netflix and it was one that like one of the first ones that popped up under anime and i thought i would give it a look and i'm glad So I'm sticking with that one. I want to find out what happens. Uh, I watched uh, from 1995 the Oliver Stone movie Nixon again. Uh, And uh, this has an all-star cast. It's really good. Um, I remember first when I first saw it, I didn't like Anthony Hopkins as Richard Nixon. But it's kind of grown on me. And this time when I watched it, I was like, yeah, this is really good. You know, I I would have, have one time put this on a lower one of Oliver Stone's movies, but I actually enjoyed it. And especially knowing more about some of the characters, you know, like E. Howard Hunt and, uh, H.R. Holderman. And, uh, Ehrlichman, you know, just these different guys. Uh, Again, you have Anthony Hopkins, Joan Allen, Powers Booth, uh, Ed Harris, Bob Hoskins, E.G. Marshall, David Hyde Pierce, Paul Servino, Mary Steenburgen, James Woods, who I think he plays in some of these movies. uh, Like he plays H.R. Halderman because uh, evidently he has the same views as a lot of these fucking kooky, fucking right-wing fascist assholes. And there's a picture of Olivia Wilde over here on the side, and I just think she's so cute. Anyway, I uh, have not watched uh, the new uh, WandaVision. I don't have that channel, but I really want to watch it because I, I like those two characters. And uh, I like uh, Elizabeth Olsen. She's very attractive, if you know what I'm saying. Damn mutie. mutie. Uh 48 Hours from 1982, uh, which is a Walter Hill movie, and it stars uh, Nick Nolte and uh, Eddie Murphy. I love this movie. Uh, this was when... Um, I remember just fucking laughing my ass off this movie and thinking it was so good. And then when Beverly Hills Cop first came out, it kind of overshadowed 48 Hours, but I actually like 48 Hours way better than uh, um, Beverly Hills Cop. At the time, I watched both of them a bunch of times, but now I would—I I don't even really feel like any need to go back and watch Beverly Hills Cop one or two or anything like that. But I like uh, for, I still like 48 Hours. I didn't really like... The sequel, 48 Hours part two. Oh, this has, has Annette O'Toole. Remar and, um, Sonny Lambden are two great villains in this. Uh, fucking love them in this. Um, and, but I'm sure everybody has seen it. Uh, the, the, um, the, uh, um, you know, combination of Nick Nolte and, uh, eddie murphy in this is fucking hilarious because nolte is just kind of washed up he's just he's just battle-hardened you know cynical as shit fucking ah for christ's sake and everything and out of shape and just looks like shit he's an alcoholic and everything (laughs) and eddie murphy is smart ass and when they get in the fucking brawl in the uh in the um alleyway is hilarious also when they go into the bar and you know the black russian thing black russian that's funny i'm black is fucking hilarious but the thing about number two was um 48 hours another 48 hours is it almost reversed the roles because eddie murphy really wasn't fucking funny in that one. And he had put on weight. He he didn't look as good. And Nick Nolte had gotten into shape. And looked great. and you know. But it just wasn't funny. And it had something like a biker thing. Where these guys got out of prison. And were after them and everything. Um, but this first one is a fucking classic. It's a comedy classic. It's a 10 for me. <laughs> Throwing around the 10s. Uh, the Professor and the Mad Men from 2019. This is directed by uh, Farhad Safiña. Uh, and it, uh, uh, written by John Borman. I did not know that. And Todd Kormarnicki, and it stars Mel Gibson and Sean Penn. Uh, this wasn't very good to me. I mean, it's interesting. I guess it's an interesting story. Uh, it's about a guy who, um, uh, they, uh, all the academics get together and they, you know, want to have a, uh, come up with a standard dictionary with all the, words in the English language and all the different ways it can be used and the different definitions depending on how it's used and everything. So they give it to Mel Gibson to do because he's kind of got like almost like a photographic memory and a thing for languages uh, and where words came from and everything. He's, he has a big library in his house, family man and everything. And then you have a, a, a an, another story going along at the same time. Uh, Sean Penn's character is a civil American civil war, Uh, I think union uh, officer and he um, has become mentally deranged and he thinks that there is this guy who uh, a confederate soldier who I think it it was a confederate soldier if it was a soldier on his side but they actually brand the guy brands his face uh for like doing something bad, being a coward or something like that. And he thinks this guy is after him constantly. It's kind of like, you know, is it, he sees the guy everywhere. He has nightmares. He'll be in a, in a, in a cell in prison, uh, in solitary confinement. And he'll think the guy's like under his bed and comes out and tries to choke him and everything. Um, he accidentally ends up, well, he ends up in prison because he's crazy and he, in a fit of, uh, paranoid delusion, he actually kills somebody. And, um, it's like i said i mean i guess it's worth a watch it was it just i it didn't do it for me uh both sean penn and mel gibson are are good uh but this was one you can it's like i said it's worth a watch i wouldn't revisit it that one is on netflix i believe uh still watching the expanse um and i want to get back to that i've been watching so much other stuff uh I really like uh, first of all I'm on like season end of season three and I think they're on maybe season five or six now so I know I got a ways to go so I'm taking my time with it and again I I like that uh, this world is just growing and evolving and the characters are are growing you know themselves. Uh, I love the special effects in this. This is really good. If you like, uh, if you want something that you can, especially if you're a sci-fi fan and you haven't seen it, this was recommended by a lot of my friends online as being one of the best sci-fis going right now. And that, you know, man, you got to see this. It's really good. Uh, It's world building at its best. And there is a lot of depth there, a lot of characters and a lot of depth. I really like it. And again, I was just getting ready to, Sit down and while I was riding my stationary bike and uh, and watch some more episodes here just a little while ago, but let's uh, do a little podcast. Um. I watched, uh, okay, uh, these, some of these are just, uh, I've only got about uh, 10 minutes left, so I'm going to cruise through these. It's just uh, movies that Rolf had watched, which uh, Die Another Day, with uh, which is a James Bond movie from 2002 with Pierce Brosnan as James Bond. I love Pierce Brosnan. Uh, I liked him as James Bond, but I like uh, a lot of the stuff that he has done since then. Uh, Halle Berry looks great in this, uh, in her little uh, uh, orange bikini. I did not uh, really give—I I like John Cleese and uh, Dame Judi Dench. Uh, Rosamund Pike was good in this. I think this was the one that had Madonna in it, I believe. And I, you know, eh. It was like they just threw her in there, and who gives a fuck? You know, I don't know. I, I used to think Madonna was kind of hot back in the uh, Papa Don't Preach days. But, or no, but what was it? I used to like Madonna, but then when she got off into that Papa Don't Preach phase, I tuned out. I actually liked Madonna when she did like a prayer and um, uh, respect yourself. Those were the two. I had her poster uh, like a prayer poster because she had some big boobies and uh, dark hair at that time. And I like that video. uh, You know, uh, respect yourself. Uh, You got to make it. Hey, 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 Goldeneye. I really like Goldeneye. I don't think Rolf liked it that much from 1995, uh, directed by Martin Campbell. And this has uh, Pierce Brosnan as James Bond, uh, Sean Bean. And the main thing in this one that I liked was Fomka Johnson or Janssen um I th- and of course Joe Don Baker I love Joe Don Baker in everything uh I liked him in the James Bond movies as kind of like the uh, American CIA guy he he was actually in another one where he played a heel bad guy but I don't think I've seen that one so I need to check that there's about three two or three James Bond movies I haven't seen and uh I need to check those out and um James uh, Dame Judy Dench uh Robbie Coltrane has a reoccurring character in in uh, this that uh and uh, as Valentine Zucker Kovsky, and I really liked him in these. Uh, Desmond Llewellyn as Q. Of course, he made a little return there. Samantha Bond as Monopreneur uh anyway i liked Goldeneye, and i especially liked uh famka that was the one thing that stood out with me is uh i think i would have liked to have been crushed between her thighs and when she was shooting with that machine gun and like having an orgasm i thought that was awesome that's that may have been the first thing i saw her in and i was really you know fucking hot for her at that time we got five minutes daddy maybe under five minutes Ava from 2020 with uh, Jessica Chastain and John Malkovich. I did not really, li- I didn't like this one very much. Uh, uh, I don't know. It just was, it was predictable. And uh, watching Jessica Chastain uh, like do karate and fight people in mom jeans. Okay, I know, you know, Jessica Chastain's, a, you know, a good looking woman and everything. And and I often have said about like, you know, seeing women fight and like, and run in stiletto heels and things like that. It's not as much that is, I just didn't think this was fucking very good. It was predictable and the Colin Farrell was in it. He was, you know, he's usually pretty good. John Malkovich is usually pretty good. It just uh was like I said, didn't really do anything for me. Uh I got Salon Kitty in the mail. I haven't watched it yet from 1976. Uh uh Tinto Brass is the director. It stars Helmut Berger, Ingrid Thulin, Um, I want to check this out. I've heard good and bad about it. Uh, John Ireland is also in this, but I'm going to give it a chance. I want to see it. And it's sitting in there on my coffee table. Quater Mass Experiment from 2005. This is a remake of the original, uh, which was a, I shouldn't say made for TV. It was like a serial. Uh, I believe out of like uh, four or five episodes, there's only maybe I think two or three of the original black and whites left. I think they're from like 1955. I watched, uh, started watching those on YouTube. They're available on there. They're very grainy and everything, but they're they're really cool. Uh, of course, the same story and everything. I thought this was pretty good. Uh, Jason Fleming, of course, you'll know him as Mr. Hyde from uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and he was also in like um lock stock and two smoking barrels i think uh, but um directed by sam miller this is a bbc uh movie uh, i thought it was good i like uh, it it kind of falls along the lines of say like something like the um andromeda strain and and things like that where we send something up into space and when it comes back uh maybe things aren't as what they uh what you think they are and uh, it's Uh, more kind of like based in like a factual kind of a scientific thing or a, uh, um, I don't know. I I know they had these worries when they actually sent people into space that they would bring back, uh, you know, some kind of disease or some kind of particles or, or some kind of a, you know, uh, an alien. And when you think aliens, you know, the, the green monsters or whatever, but not exactly something like that, but it could be something on a cellular level or whatever. Uh, I watched uh, The Case of the Hillside Stranglers. This was a TV movie from 1989 uh, directed by Steve Gethers. And uh, this starred Richard Crenna, Dennis Farina, and uh, Billy Zane. Richard Crenna is a cop who's trying to catch the Hillside Stranglers or the Hillside Strangler because at first they thought it was just one guy. Dennis Farina and Billy Zane uh, play uh, Kenneth Bianchi and what's the other fuckhead's name? angelo buono um i watched a few documentaries on youtube about the hillside stranglers and have seen and heard about some of the things they did which is really you know just fucking evil and gross um this was pretty good um again it's made for tv so you don't get to see anything i know they've made some uh real uh you know like r-rated movies where they show probably some more of the gore and things like that and sadism and things like that they allude to it in this which is is still disturbing the only thing I didn't like in this is Richard Crenna kind of uh starts having like a love story with uh you know kind of a with a reporter or something and I didn't think that was as much necessary but back in those days you know they always would put something like that in there uh what else we got here that might be it we might be shutting it down here people but again i just wanted to get on here well uh, uh one thing i wanted to add uh, lastly was uh you know the death of tom tiny lister uh who was in lots of different things that are watched like uh the dark knight uh fifth element he played the president of the united states in that um he was also in that hulk hogan movie he was in a ton of shit uh tv he was in friday uh let's see um Oh my God, he goes way back, and he was also, uh, his character in the Hulk Hogan movie, uh, Ready to Rumble, was Zeus, and he actually wrestled under the name Zeus in in the WWF, but also in Puerto Rico. He had some uh, matches against uh, Abdullah the Butcher in Puerto Rico, which are pretty good, they're pretty bloody, and... Uh, they brawl all over the place, but he went back all the way to 1984 on Webster and uh, the movie runaway train. I remember that he played a prison guard in that 8 million ways to die. Um, there's lots of, uh, like I said, he was in a ton of shit, but I'm gonna have to shut it down cause we're right at two hours. So this is Dr. Zom saying so long people.